diese Regel mag mich verrückt. Afrika mag mich verrückt. <lacht> February 1943. The rains came to North Africa and turned the dry earth into mud. Mud churned into sticky brown paste by the trucks and tanks of Field Marshal Erwin Rommel's Africa Corps. Mud kneaded like bread dough by the weary feet of thousands of soldiers who, with their armor, were about to be thrown into combat against the United States Army's Second Corps at a narrow place near the village of Kasserine. Kasserine Pass. The endless days of rain, the overhanging threat of death, can produce in any soldier, in any army, in any war, a condition of emotional fatigue, a condition in which dreams can merge with reality. This is what may have happened to Corporal Willy Hausmann of the 9th Panzer Group. His story begins on February 19, 1943. But where it ends, I leave up to you. Tonight, Crisis presents a special hour-long dramatization titled Panzerlied, The Song of the Armor. This is Jim French, and I'll be back in just one minute with Act One. The German Tiger Tanks wait beneath their camouflage netting, hidden in a ruined North African town, waiting for the signal that must come, the signal to attack. In a small dispensary set up in a house with windows blown out, a group of German soldiers huddle out of the rain. Soldiers on sick call. What's your trouble, Gifreiter? Hmm? Your trouble? You have the chills? Nine. Nothing as simple as that, I'm afraid. Oh. oh. So, what is it, then? Something in my head. I don't know. In head? I said I don't know. I'm not the doctor. My name is Tyson. Good morning, Tyson. Morgen. And who are you? Hausmann. Billy Hausmann. Now, can't you leave me alone? Well, well, get I say Hausmann. Are you too good to talk to a little Lancer? Oh, don't be absurd. Mine doesn't matter to me. Only one grade separates us. I just don't feel like talking. Yeah? Very well. We won't talk. Look, Tyson, I'm sorry. I I'm very worried about myself. Tell me about it. I think I'm going mad. Serious? I'm very serious. Right. Because, because I have dreams. I can't explain it. Dreams? <laughs> Everybody has dreams. I have dreams. It's a daytime? Huh. Any time, any moment? Well, that does sound bad. What do you dream? Oh, always good dreams. Dreams of home. Dreams of when I was a boy in Steinau. There was a park there. And I used to ride on the swings. And when I would swing up, up, I could see the steeple of the church. Houseman, the writer of Billy Houseman? Houseman. Houseman, it's your turn. Hmm? What? Houseman, mach dich schnell bitte. 
Ja, ja. Hausmann, Willi, gefreut, Herr Doktor. Ja, 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 I remember you, Hausmann. Sit down, sit down. Dankeschön. Bitte. Oh, what is it today? The same thing? I'm afraid so, sir. You're the one with the... The dreams. Ah, yes, yes, the dreams. I know you told me the last time that you could do nothing for me, but they're coming more and more often now and stronger. Is that so? And I can't help myself. I wish they wouldn't torment me so. Now, really, really, be calm a moment. I'm sorry, sir. Tell me about them again. I don't know. I don't know. They are always dreams of your childhood? No. Not just of my childhood. Sometimes, all of a sudden, I... I seem to really be back at the training camp. Oh? Yes. And my friends are with me. And I am proud in my new uniform. And all the days are sunny. There's no war. No killing. And the land is bright. And we are in the great dining hall at Turing. And I have learned all the words to the Panzer League. There's no kidding. And we are going to bring peace to the world. And order. All right, Hausmann. All right. That's enough. That's enough. You see, it happens. It happens and I can't control it. You despise me. You think I'm a weakling. No, no, Hausman. No, I don't despise you. I'm a coward. How old are you? Twenty-one. You have been fighting for almost five years? Since 1939? Yes. And suddenly you're a coward? No, Hausman. Then why do I suddenly have these... These... Fantasies? Yeah. Somewhere in our minds, we reach a point of saturation. A point where our minds can no longer tolerate the, the torment of, of war, the fears of mortality, watching our comrades torn to pieces, the noise, the smell, and never being quite safe or quite rested or quite clean. Then you understand. And the mind simply rebels, and it reaches back to a happier time and somehow projects a past experience into our consciousness. But then, that's insanity. Oh, no, it isn't. Don't you see? This is how our minds keep us from breaking into pieces. But, but it isn't normal. Uh, what is normal? Can you tell me, Hausmann? Normal is... Uh, well, normal is... Well, it's... What? Not having fantasies? Or fond memories of a better world we used to live in? But, sir, these are more than fantasies to me. Phantoms of the past? Ghosts? No. Doctor, in these daydreams, I am really living in them. The war, the mud, North Africa, the ruined villages all drop away. And I'm a boy, living in the old town just as I was. It's real to me. Oh, Willy Hausmann. How lucky you are. Lucky? But you've got to cure me. There's no cure for this, really. Or some of us treat the symptoms with the liquor, with fighting, or suicide, but... You are most fortunate. Oh, I'm completely lost, Dr. Linz. How can I be fortunate when I keep losing reality? Because, Willie, you have found a way to escape. You've been there a long time. What did he say? <laughs> He told me I'm lucky I found a way to escape. <laughs> That's all he said. 
<laughs> they don't care about us. Give us an aspirin or a physic. <laughs> That's all they care. They're nothing but a livestock. No. I like Lynch. He understands me. <laughs> Are you sick? <laughs> According to me, yeah. According to the doctor, back to work I go. <coughs> Doing what? Engine repair. Oh. What do you do? Oh, I'm just a foot soldier. <laughs> ah, and I bet you thought the plans of mean riding tanks. Safe behind armored steel. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. But someone has to fix them. They break down. And someone has to run behind them with a rifle. Yeah. But it's all for the good of the cause, eh? Horseman. Look! Is it what I think? It is. Mail! First oh, mail in nine and a half weeks. I hope I only live long enough to, to read one letter. <laughs> Dear Willie, I am writing to tell you that we are doing well here at home. Look at this. Cut into shreds by the censor. Ah, well, what else does she say? We get a good crop of potatoes and beets out of the garden. Do you remember when you would come home from school to your own garden patch to see if your vegetables had come up yet? Willie? Don't you get your shoes, Muddy? I'm not, Mama. I just have to see if my carrots have come up yet. And they have. Come see. No, no, don't pull them out of the ground, you silly boy. They are too young yet. Mama, I want to talk to you. All right. You talk while I take supper. Come on. Mama, a man came to school today. He spoke to us about their fear. Oh, he did? And he said we are needed. Who is needed? All of us. All the boys. To do that. To serve the fatherland. Yes, that's nice, sir. I like your feet, Billy. I want to join, Mama. Like them good. You have been in the garden. There will be no mud in my kitchen. Mooty! What is it, Billy? I want to join. Join what? The young folk. The Hitler youth. The young folk? You want to... No, 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 no. I would have a but uniform. Billy, Billy, you are like your carrots in the garden. You are too young yet. <laughs> Much too young. What? Are you all right? No, I'm dying. Does it hurt you to cough like that? <coughs> of course. You think I cough for the fun of it? Who <coughs> mm. sent you the letter, your girl? My mother. Too bad. Well, if you can't get a letter from your girl, you may as well get one from your mother. How are things back home? How do I know? Look at it. Swiss cheese. The censors protect us from the bad news at home, and they protect them from the bad news from us. <coughs> Some soldiers we are. Look at us. You have TB, and I'm a lunatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you all that? Yeah. Yeah. They can't fly in this weather, so. Just as bad off as we are. 
They ought to let you go home. Just keep that back. Do you think so? It's a bombing, sir. Yeah. You never hear about it, so. But I suppose if we can bomb England, they can bomb us. It's mad, isn't it? Is it all? The whole verdamte world is mad. Bombing, shooting, killing. I once made a pact. I swore if I ever met an Englishman, <coughs> I'd yell at him, I won't shoot if you hope. You never <laughs> shot anyone? No, I told you. I repair tank engines. I do my part. I fix the engines so the tanks can do the killing. Oh, my ears. The noise. I can't take much more. I'm trying to find out that attacks. Do you think they're going to come through the pass? How would I know? Wait a minute. Somebody's running this thing. It's overloading back. You. What are you doing here? Why aren't you in the caves? I was at the dispensary here, Oberleutnant. And uh, who's this visual? <laughs> Schutter Tyson, a mechanic, sir. Why were you on sick call? What's the matter? Are you sick? Uh, no, sir. Listen, Hausman, I have orders to send out a reconnaissance party. Yes, sir. I need two men. Schutter, what is your name? Uh, Tyson. Are you fit for duty? Uh, oh, this coffee is nothing, sir. Who's your chief? Uh, Sergeant Buckner. I'll tell him I... you fall in tears. Shelling? You have only two miles to go. Who's the master of the pass? One of you will carry the transmitter, the other takes the generator pack. We need to know if the Americans are receiving reinforcements. Apparently, General Van Boek has told Rommel that the second corps is getting fresh troops onto the Tyriel. See what you can see. Supply will give you the radio set. Now, quickly, conceal yourselves. Schnell, schnell! and Carl Tyson were sent on a scouting mission through the very mouth of Kasserine Pass, where in a few hours one of the decisive battles of the North African campaign of World War II would be fought. On the outcome of the battle would be decided the deployment of Field Marshal Rommel's Panzer Divisions. The battle at Kasserine Pass would last four days, from February 19th to the 22nd, 1943. Against the veteran troops of the German army, the U.S. Second Corps pitted fresh and mostly untried soldiers. The Americans would find themselves on the defensive at the start of the battle, and only because after four days of violent combat, Rommel determined that his forces were being stalemated did the resourceful desert fox withdraw. To direct his panzers against the British Eighth Army, which now was assembling below at the Marath Line. But for now, on the eve of Rommel's assault on Kasserine Pass, very few troops moved. The rain kept up its steady downpour, and American artillery probed the German positions where the Tiger tanks were hidden awaiting Rommel's order to attack. Hausman and Tyson struggled with the heavy radio equipment, finally gaining a low hill overlooking the American howitzers. 
Let's rest here. I don't think we can go any further. Well, there's the Americans. How many cannons? I count 16. No, it can't be that many. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll report what we can see. Hook up the generator. You know? <coughs> Unless our gunners are very accurate, they could just as easily hit us as when they start the fire. Well, what does it matter how you get killed? By an American shell or one of our own, you're just as dead either way. Such an optimist. There, there, I hope they're not spotted when I put up the area. Forward one to leader one. 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 Nothing. It's not working. Are we sending? Yeah. That's just fine. All this for nothing. I just had a wonderful thought. <coughs> Maybe the transmitter. Catherine has been hit. Knocked out. Let me try it again. Forward one to leader one. Forward one to leader one. Do you hear me, leader one? Give it up. Look. Down below. Eh? It's called of America. They're coming in, in that direction. They haven't seen us. But they know we're here. What do we do? There's a low spot. By that hill. Come on. Right here. Keep your head down. <coughs> Try not to cough. A consumptive and a lunatic lying together in a freezing mud puddle. This is the honor and the glory of war. Is there some other kind? <coughs> what was it they said? All things are justified for the sake of the new order. Yes, that was it. <laughs> they painted us a beautiful picture of the future. <laughs> and I believed it. We all believed it. It was easy to believe it at Turing. In the soft summer, we were only fuzzy-cheeked boys. But we stood like toy soldiers. <laughs> and we sang... We sang of the better world we were going to build, of clean cities and new order. Peace was all the world. And all the country loved us. They waved at us when we rode through the towns. And they trusted us to build a new world. Shut up. For God's sakes, can't you stop babbling? You are a lunatic. <laughs> what if we win the war? Nobody's left alive to live in the new world. Mortars! They found us! Come on, leave the radio! Let's get out of here! Tyson! 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 Death to come down here alone, even in the daylight. Oh, speak of the devil when you look at that. Right there in the alley. You've got a gun. Someone, someone, look, will you please call the police? There, there's a person in that alley and he needs that gun and he needs to. Pardon me. Call the police. 
Yes, yes, right there. No, no. Tyson. Go back there. He has a gun. Tyson. Tyson. Now there's a drunken man with a gun. Oh, now wait. Now wait. This is a new dream. I don't like this dream. What is this place? Where am I? Dorothy, I make it into the shop. All units, vicinity of front and A Street, man with a gun. All units, vicinity of front and A Street, man with a gun. Any nearby units, report. Unit 31 at A in Columbia, we're on our way. Unit 31, 10-4. It's crazy, in two days. Yeah. Must be the heat. Oh, the drinking water. Oh, who drinks the water? You take the riot gun. You got it. Yeah, there's something going on up ahead. Ease it up. Ease it up. Roll up easy. You want to drive, Keating? No, just go easy. Hey, I see him. Where? In the doorway. Right under the TV sign. See? Hell, a soldier. Well, he's pointing that piece right at this cop. Hey, man. Uh, what's the problem? Let, let's not be pointing that gun, fella. Uh, put it down. Uh, we won't hurt you. He's not moving. All right. Cover me. Lay the gun down. You're not in any trouble if you lay the gun down. Oh, jeez, he's in the door. This is Unit 31 to control. Suspect is armed with a rifle and a small automatic weapon. He's gone inside a door at 319 Front Street. Request tax squad. Suspect is white male, dressed in some kind of combat uniform. Say again, 31. Suspect is white male in a combat uniform, like a German soldier, World War II. And he's caked with mud. Hausman has been plunged into another time, another place. From a blinding explosion in North Africa to a strange city street, all in the twinkling of an eye. He's had these fantasies before, but never like this. Never has he found himself in such an unfamiliar, terrifying new place. He darted into a doorway and discovered it opened on a flight of stairs. He ran up the stairs and found himself in a dingy hallway with a dark series of closed doors. Frantically, he tries each door. Finally, Willie finds one of them unlocked. And it was into this room, overlooking the city street below, that he took sanctuary. Meanwhile, down on the street, strange black and white vehicles have assembled, and uniformed men by the dozens heavily armed have assumed combat positions among the buildings across the street. It's a few minutes later now, and a middle-aged man in plain clothes arrives in an unmarked car and walks over to one of the men in uniform. Hello, Captain Parks. Hello, Gilbert. Taking over, sir? Yeah. Now, fill me in. Well, he's got a rifle, big bore, military issue, and a sidearm that looks like a machine pistol. A machine pistol? That's right. And he's wearing some kind of uniform. I'd say it looks like what the Germans wore in World War II. And he's covered with mud. Now, where is he? He went in that door by the closed-up TV shop. The landlord said it's the stairway. Okay. 
Now, as soon as we've got the block cleared, we're going in after it. Sir? Yeah? He looked scared. Yeah. Probably do anything. Anyone in this room? That's locked. That's where he is. This fella, let me explain this to you. We don't want to hurt you. You haven't done anything wrong, but we want you to lay down your weapons and open the door. When you do that, we'll talk. We're not going to hurt you. You got that? You want to tell us your name? Ich heiße Willi Hausmann. How's that? Uh, my name is Willi Hausmann. Willie Hausman? Hausman, yeah. I'm glad to know you, Willie. I'm Keating. Keating? Yeah, you got it. Now, you all alone in there? Alone? Yeah, I'm alone. I'm all alone. You want to let us in the door, Willie? Nein. You cannot come in. What do you plan to do, Willie? I don't know. Uh, you hungry? Hungry? Yeah. When's the last time you ate? I ate. Let me see. I didn't eat breakfast because I went to the dispensary instead. And I didn't eat lunch. What time is it, please? Oh, it's just about uh, 3.30. Now, Willie, why don't you let us in and you can explain why you're carrying those guns? You got a permit to carry those guns? A, a, a permit? Yeah. Where'd you get the guns? I was issued these guns. They are mine. Uh, Willie, where are you from? I am Gefreiter Willi Hausmann, Neunte Panzergruppe Afrika Corps. Uh, what is that in English? German? Yeah. Ja. <laughs> Just frecken Sie, Boyd. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? What do you want? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't talk German. Tyson? What's that? Tyson! Your voice sounds like Tyson! Look, uh, Willie. What is it you want, huh? I don't know. I want to go home. Okay, well, we can fix you up. Wait a minute. Listen, Willie. I want to send a man into your room. The man is unarmed, okay? The man is my boss. He wants to help you, okay? Now, he has no gun. Will you let him in? Yeah. I let him in. Hello. Billy? Uh, my name is Captain Parks. Hauptmann, treten Sie herein. Bitte. Thank you. Uh, danke schön. Bitte schön. Uh, let's leave the door open. All right? Uh, all right. You don't need to point the rifle at me, Billy. Thank you. What do you call that piece? My rifle? It's standard issue. Null Achtfünzen. And is that a Schmeiser machine pistol? Yeah, it is my Null Acht. Null Acht. Oh, oh eight, oh eight millimeter. Yeah. Billy, where do you come from? Will you tell me? Uh, I was born in the town of Steinau. Steinau? Uh, what year? 1922. 
1922. How old are you? 21. What year do you think this is? 1943. I see. Billy, how did you get here? I don't know, Doctor. It's the same as all the times before, only now... Now I don't know where I am. Tell me about the times before. The dreams. You know, we talked about them this morning in this dispensary. But, oh no, this is a different place. What place is this, Doctor? This is the United States, really, in the year 1975. Yeah, I knew it was America, but uh, is the war over now? It was over a long ago. The world is at peace, then. <laughs> yes. You see, you see, then it is, then it was all to a good purpose. All the mud and the dying and, and destruction, all things are justified. What's that? For the new order. Let me see the new order. Stay away from that window. What? Don't get near that window, you'll be shot. But you say the world is at peace. That's, that's right, there, there is no war. But this is fear. I can tell this is fear. In this room, there's fear. You don't need to be afraid. You're just kind of mixed up, Billy. Do you have any papers on you? Papers? You have your passport. Passport? (laughs) I don't need a passport for a dream. You think I don't know this is a dream? I told you about my dreams, Doctor. You are Parks, and and Tyson is Keating, out there in the hallway. And you, beside Tyson... Oberleutnant Berger, I see you. Guilford's the name, buddy. Dr. Lynch, tell me something now, please. I'm not Dr. Lynch. Doctor, why don't I wake up? Wake up, Billy? Yeah, let me go back now. As bad as it is in Casarina, I am more at home there. I want to wake up now, Herr Doctor. Billy. Billy, look at me. Who am I? Herr Dr. Erich Lynch. You understand me. You believe me. You know I have been slipping into these fantasies and living in them. You told me this morning. It's normal. The human mind can stand only so much torment. And then it replaces reality with fantasy and saves our sanity. You told me this morning. This morning? Where? In your dispensary. In what city? What city? In the village of Casarina. In the year... 1943? Yes. What did you do after you, you visited the dispensary? Well, I walked with Tyson through the mud, and, and we got some mail from home. And then what did you do? Uh, and since the shelling began, oh, the Americans began being bombarding the village, and Oberleutnant Berger ordered us to take a radio set and reconnoiter the American artillery positions. Yes, yes, and then what happened? And a squad of Americans saw us, and we, we hid from them, and they fired mortar shells on us, and... Uh, Tyson was killed! Tyson, you were killed! You were dead in the mud, blown to pieces! I saw you! Hey, ease it up, Willie. Hold on, Billy, hold on. But you weren't killed, and that must have been a dream. Oh, I'm so glad to see you, Tyson. The name is Keating, Willie. Officer Keating. Keating, you and Guilford, go on back downstairs. But, Captain, Go on, I... go on. I'll be fine. Yes, sir. Come on, Gil. Billy, do you have any identification on you? Identification? Yeah. Here, my wallet. Uh, it's soaked with uh, rain. Yeah. Uh, Deutschmarks. Yeah. Photos. Uh, these pictures. 
Who is this? Oh, that, that's my mother. My family sees that's my dog. Oh, mother of mercy. Yeah, Dr. Lynch. Why do you look at me? Lily, through some terrible mistake or, or some miracle, I don't know which, you come into the future. Oh, it's my sickness here, Doctor. I find myself in, in these fantasies, and yet they seem real. But this is real, Billy. You have traveled 32 years into the future. Yeah, the future. The world we were fighting to build. A world of peace. A world of order. And here it is. All built. The Fuhrer was right. Down there, there is peace on the street, yeah? Peace on the street? And plenty to eat for everyone, nicht wahr? Because that's what we were fighting for. Justice and order. Peace and order. Billy, that's what both sides were fighting for. Both sides? Peace, justice, freedom. Yeah, yeah peace, justice, freedom. I must look out at this peaceful future world. Keep away from that window, Billy. Billy! Billy! What, what are they doing? I just wanted now, to... Listen to me, Billy. The world out there is one big armed camp. We have snipers shooting down civilians, mass murderers, devil worshippers, rapists, arsonists, distrust and suspicion. Nine! Nine! We fought to purify the world! And we fought to save freedom and decency. Freedom! Freedom and decency. Good things to fight for, Herr Doctor. Good things to fight for. Yes, we fought for them. We fought each other for them. But that was 32 years ago. No, no, that was today. Only this morning. There's still a war to be won. Where do you think you're going? I'm going back. Come back, husband. They'll cut you down out there. Come back. Let me escort you. You can't escort me there. I have to go. Captain Pops. Husband! Don't go into the streets! Not with your weapon! There's a boy to be by! There he is! Husband! Freeze! I'm coming! I'm coming! Stop where you are and drop your gun! I'm coming home! Stop or we'll shoot! You can't stop me now! He's firing! Let him have it! we said at the beginning, the strange tale of Billy Hausman had its start on February 19, 1943, in the village of Kasserin, in North Africa. But did it end for him a few hours later in a mortar attack, or did it end 32 years later on a street in the United States? While you ponder that, we'll take this time out, and then I'll be back. Stimmt, oh, der Schein, und die Sonne uns 
tonight, Crisis, presented a special hour-long story titled Panzerlied, and featured in our cast Paul Herlinger, Ross Perry, Walter Krauss, Pat French, and as Willy Hausman, Griff Cadnier. Script and production by yours truly, Jim French. Plan to join us next Thursday night, won't you? Until then, thank you for listening, and good night. <laughs>